It's time for a very special edition of Tassie Time right now. Now, the latest news on Tasmanian racing. Turk Warrior kicked out by two and a half, three, now four. What an exciting youngster he is. Turk Warrior goes down to win brilliantly. Mystic Journey over the top, takes the lead. She is one for him to Mystic Journey's won the All-Star by an elected opponent. Here's the inevitable flashing down the outside. Oh, the little champ's going to do them. First accused hit the front, but on the outside, the inevitable. Dash past and won brilliantly. Oh, gee, how good is he? It's time for Tassie Time. Welcome to Tassie Time. Uh, we are live from Launceston on Ladbrokes Launceston Cup Day with thanks to the Summer Racing Festival. And, of course, you can watch all of today's action live and free on Taz Racing's Form Plus Pro, free at tazracing.com.au. Time to welcome in the voice of Tasmanian Racing, Colin McNiff. How are you, Cole? Very well, thanks, Michael. Good morning and welcome back. Yes, it is great to be here after a couple of years. Uh, and as we welcome in Peter Staples, uh, it's a auspicious day because for Pete not only is it a great Launceston Cup day but it is also your farewell from journalism and racing how are you Pete? I'm good Michael uh, last row at the stamps yes there we go and there'd be probably some people glad I'm going <laughs> <laughs> looking at your chicken arms I'd say you wouldn't want to be throwing at the stumps from too far out either Stapes <laughs> mate I used to throw a long way out now she's under arm at about 10 paces <laughs> well, now you've got good arms for typing so one of your little uh, post-career uh, little tasks is to pen a you were talking to us in the ad break about this mystery novel that you're creating about a 1960s detective on a racetrack in Melbourne who's trying to solve a murder and you're getting there aren't you what tell us about the book Matty, you've just done the synopsis. Can you just send it off for me? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got um, the detective in a, a big old overcoat, you know, that look? Um, got to open it a few times. but <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, I've, I've had it in my head and it's been building and creating characters for about four years. Um, I sort of based it on a bit of fact. Now, I grew up in Melbourne, as you know, and I used to live and hang out around Ascot Vale. I know all the little laneways and everything that all the trainers and where they used to have two-up schools and all of those things. So I had to decide to when I'm, what era am I going to have it in and the 60s, early 60s was the best time, I thought. So the character, the key character is a... The bookies ring, the vibrant bookies ring as well back in the old days. Very much so and that's an integral part of quite a, quite a bit of it. Um, but it basically is the governing body of racing... Um, at the time, um, have a few issues in certain areas. Corruption? Maybe. Um, but maybe <laughs> other things. A bit of drug, sex and rock and roll as well. And, <laughs> and this particular person who has gone into becoming a private investigator has all the background and experience that they believe that they need to get to the nitty-gritty of what's been going right. on in certain areas. <laughs> trying to imagine Stapes, right, okay, now I've got to write the uh, the sex scene. How, where, how do I start? Where do I, how do I describe something? I think we're better, I think we're better off <laughs> throwing to a replay of something much uh, uh, more much more palatable than... No, than... <laughs> i tell you what I do. I just go into Colin McGiff's life. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what was sexy was his call of the Thomas Lyons at Hobart last week. Let's have a listen to that. Back behind them, my word is the inevitable is wide and Rebel Fax has been shuffled back at the top of the straight. First accused leads the way from Sir Simon. Here he comes. Here he is. The inevitable. Oh, he descends on them. He pounces past them. Alpine Wolf runs into second spot. Boy, he deserves the crack at the All-Star mile. 
the inevitable. The little champ wins again. Alpine Wolf in second. First it was spontaneous, and we were talking to you just off air, Cole. Yeah, you, you th- kind of felt you owed the owners one because you weren't happy with your previous call, so you needed a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't too happy with his, his first two wins this campaign. I thought were very just passable calls, and then uh, so I had the one in the conquering, and, uh, and then yeah. He just keeps on winning. He just keeps on getting better. What have you got up your sleeve Nothing. today? <laughs> You've got to have a line for us. Can we work it? Let's put it out to the, the RSN <laughs> listeners. No, you're the author, Stapes. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a sex scene in the race call. <laughs> well, there's only six in it. Six in no, the I've got it. I've got it now. And here he comes. Here he comes. The inevitable. Well, oh. He's forgotten he's a gelding. Oh, he's still a champ. Look at him go. This really is your last day yeah. now. Oh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> he's going out with a bang. Now, I think if you did that, Colt, you'd uh, yeah, be a legend. It'd be my last it'd day. Be his last. <laughs> um, hey, where do you rate the inevitable in Tasmanian um, horses that we've seen in recent times? Obviously, Mystic Journey yep. has been a champ. Yeah. You go back to... Black Flash. Yeah. Um, uh, Alpha, even, back yeah. in the days. Where, where, where have you got the yeah. inevitable? Well, he's right up there, I think, don't you, Pete? So the fact that he's come back as a seven-year-old racing like he was as a four-year-old, uh, it, it, that just makes it even even a better achievement that he's racing with so much zest that he has at the moment at, uh, at an age where a lot of horses uh, are well and truly past their best. He's an escape artist, too. I think that's what you... The race called Stapes as an observer. We were all observing. You were calling it as we were watching it last week, and... I was on the wharf, and I thought, oh, quaddy, everything, you know, you don't get the inevitable beat. Even though I love him, you know, but I'm a punter. Halfway through the race, I was thinking, gee, going to have to do a bit of a, an escape job here. And then you blinked, and you and look Zata. back, and there he was. Mm. You know, in Little Horse with gigantic bounds, it was just uh, yeah. staggering. He, he just appears on the scene. All mm. of a sudden, he's not there, then he is, and then he's past them. Mm. It, it's just, uh, he's got an incredible turn of foot. He's only having a play, though. He just, that's, or to him, it's, uh, it's still... Again, and that's mm. like all good horses um, when they produce scintillating bursts of speed off a decent pace, like he does. And it, because he's so diminutive, you know, it's he's but he does have this incredible length of stride for a horse that's small. He might look small in height 14.3 ants, um, but he doesn't length, he doesn't walk small, he doesn't look mm, small in the mounting out, he looks proud. Stride is fantastic. Is he, I think. The only way we can try and work out whether he can win an all-star mile is to try and work out with the sort of races that Mystic Journey was winning down here before what mm. she did. I think he's winning as well. Is he... I know you're comparing a filly with an old mm. seven-year-old. Is he pound for pound as good a horse as Mystic Journey? Pound for pound? I'd have her in front. Oh, Mystic Journey was... She was ex- an exceptional. She was a she was a genuine. We're looking at champions in Tassie, mm. and and I look back on all of the horses I've seen in forty years, and then when I croak it, whether it be five years or fifteen years, I will still say, 15's a bit of a stretch." Mm. Well, thanks. <laughs> if I hang around with you, it's going to be two. <laughs> but if if um, yeah, she is was a real champion, and. And very emotional. I show how, how good she was and the effect that she had on Adam Trinder. I went up to his new place that he's had all built and here in Leah have got a lovely place at La Drove. Thanks to Mystic Journey. And all thanks to Mystic <laughs> Journey. And they were very clever about where they invested their you know, their return from that. And when I spoke to him and I just felt this you know, when you had doing an interview mm. and you and you mm. think, Oh hang on, this this is gonna get pretty emotional and, mm. and Adam doesn't get that emotional. And I said so, Adam, what did she mean to you? 
in that just something like that mm. and he wept mm. in the interview and mm. because he knew that when she went out there she gave him everything single thing she she left nothing on the track it was all her and she gave if you could give 110 percent that's what she gave and speaking of books uh wayne rosa the owner uh mm. of uh, mystic journey has written a mystic journey book um he sent me a copy which was lovely of him to do and i've had a i haven't read it all but i've had a flick through gee it's detailed mm. um of her entire life yeah. and racetrack he doesn't miss anything being does fastidious taking mm. down all of the little details mm. of every well, start. The, the owner of Rising Fast, Lester Spring, did the same thing. Yeah. And I was commissioned by Slattery Media to do a uh, a big fat chapter of a book on champions, and I couldn't find anything on Rising Fast. And I was at the old Horseman's Bookshop in Paran on the last day before the bookshop closed, and I went into the, said to the little old lady, oh, I've got a real problem here. I've got to write 8,000 words on a horse that I can't find three words on. And she said, oh, hang on a minute, son. I'll just go around the back. And the owner of the horse did exactly what the Mystic Journey got did. So it went from being the most difficult thing of all time to, oh, I'm just going to cheat here. I'm just going to completely... <laughs> You're such a plagiarist. <laughs> but one thing about... You mentioned Adam Trinder weeping about the significance of Mystic Journey. That kind of explains why Adam was so defensive of her reputation. And remember when he got really offended when yeah. Facebook people were sort of saying, oh, she's not as good as she she come back. She's not. He got really upset about that. Probably too upset, to be perfectly honest, but oh, I yeah. do understand the affection that he had for her. That That's Adam. Um, I guess that's Adam's nature. Um, I think if Adam had a set against you, you know, you're going to take a bit to get back. Um, but... I understand, and he's Adam analyzes a lot of things, and he got extra as you can imagine. Like they went to Melbourne, and he just didn't think she was settled enough, so he got a rucksack and slept in there with her, so that she was comfortable. That you know she was with someone she did knew. Tommy Woodcock. Well, mm. well, exactly, but he wouldn't have thought that. That was just what the risk he of the horse thought. rolling on top of you in your sleep is probably quite and, a uh, Well, he didn't give it a cuddle. He made sure we didn't do that. But I, look, I think that that sort of says a lot about Adam, and he loves the animal. And he, when trainers like him treat animals like that when they got special ability, and she had it, um, they they do they give that little bit extra. And like we had asked Froggy, you know, mm. if he gets close to a first horse jockey and, I saw on course today too. You, if you're going to see the first jockey, it may as well be the best jockey. So well, there you go. Good starting and, point. Well, Froggy's he's going to join us a bit later too. Well, he's he's probably the best export of jockeys we have had. Max Baker and you know a fair few before, but you know there you go, Froggy. You're the best ever Tasmanian live export. Mm. Mm. Well, he, he, he usually oh, wins. The hang last. on, there's a lot of beef cattle that go to Southeast Asia. No, you're up there. You're up there. If he doesn't win the last, he's in a bit of froth and bubble. <laughs> and one of the great sires too. Five, five sons. Yeah, now. he's a massive yeah. cult sire, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crikey, you know, unbelievable. He knows the cults sell better through the sales, so he yeah. owned him the cults. Yeah, and he's he's, he's sort of life after riding. Oh, government assistance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got that totally sorted now. Dollar fifteen. What's is he too short though today? The inevitable. They're taking me to all ups. If you want, yeah. if you want, well, look at it this way. If you had a hundred grand, but remember, gamble responsibly. If you had a hundred thousand dollars and you thought, well, I'll go and put it in a bank or something, what are you going to get? Four percent. 
Four and a half percent. You're trying to. You're, someone out there is going to go and do this now. Yeah. Well, I'm not suggesting. Well, what about, yet again, no, no what one about your life, retirement fund? This piece. is a superannuation. Okay, yeah, you've got a hundred. Put your grand money where now. your mouth is. Yeah, just have a go. Man up and go and have a hundred grand on him right now. I put it all on him at a dollar forty in the Thomas Lines. And now I got forty percent on my money. Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> if I did that, Linda would have Froggy, changed yeah, a lot. You can give us a thumbs up or down. Is is a dollar? What is he? A dollar twenty? Dollar fourteen. Dollar fourteen. Is that yeah. too dollar short? Dollar eighteen is. Uh, no, Froggy says it's it's overs. It just wins. Froggy overs. says it's overs. Uh, you, you're going to have to work harder to find the winner of the Launceston Cup today, okay. Cole. Who do, who do you like? Um, I've gone with the uh, winner last year, Aurora Symphony. I thought the uh, winning the Colac Cup was a, a cracker. Comes back, gets exactly the same run. As it did last year, just behind the speed from barrier one, I just think, uh, yeah, it, I can't see too much uh, outside the, the top uh, three or four horses um, winning the race. Um, interesting to uh, to listen to, to Craig. I thought Dark Dreams run in Hobart wasn't too bad and might just go better here in in Launceston. A bit of a floater, isn't he, Dark Dreams? He sort of loomed up as though he was going to win in Hobart and just didn't quite go on with it. Just on the... Um, Ryan, the track manager, was telling us that no, as the day wears on, it should play mm. where the, the last wave of swoopers yeah. have a chance. I, I, historically, I, f- I don't like, I, I find that I'm always, it, it doesn't quite pan out that mm. way. Do you, where, where, what's the right place yeah. to be in the cup? We'll talk to Froggy a bit about it later as well, but is there a wrong place to be in the cup? Well, it's 2,400 metres. And if you're going to have your horse settled last on 2,400 metres and they don't go at a speed, uh, and they hack for the first 800 metres, then it turns into a mile race. And if you're still last, and a length off the last second last horse, you might as well just pull it up and bring it back to the unsettling enclosure because you can't, when they sprint, you've got to sprint and make up 20 mm. lengths. You can't do it. It's physically impossible. In, invariably, the cup with the rail out three metres the past few years has, you've wanted to be up on the speed and, mm. and on, on the rails. Well, let's whip through some tips, gents. Yep. So who are you with then in the cup yourself, Pete? Travelling Gigolo, best each-way bet in Australia today. Gee. He's 2,400 metres, ran second to military mission, uh, meets it better at the weights by 2.5 kilos because it copped a, a penalty mm. um, for winning the Hobart Cup, and it's drawn lovely. Um, Dave Perez really gets on well with him. They set him for one race. The Hobart Cup second was a bonus, and I've seen him through the week, and he's come on. He's just ribbed up that little bit extra. Um, and you watch his run the way... He was taking ground off every single thing, including military mission the last 100. So he's now fitter, got a weight advantage, and he's 10 to 1, and military mission's $2.90. Tell me where the value is. Well, it's a good push. Yeah. Uh, it's a gimme, the first leg of the quaddy, the hell of a street. Um, the Vamos is the other feature of the day, the Armadale stud Vamos. Uh, Emily's the 420 favourite. Embella, uh, 550 to fight Diva, $6. Uh, who do you like in the Vamos, Cole? I'm with the track man, actually. Uh, yeah. Reward Achiever. Uh, there's not a lot of 1,400-metre form in, in the race, and she's had eight starts at the trip for six wins. I know she's had a... Had a little bit of a freshen up after running in the Devonport Cup, which they look they had a throw at the stumps at Devonport because um, they're Devonport owners. It's a Devonport horse. Uh, I don't think Glenn Stevenson, but that was his priority. But um, he's freshened her up since then, and uh, I think she'll take a power beating. Cole, oh sorry, Pete. 
Already forgot him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember him after he writes his, what sounds like a racing porn novel. So, uh, so who within the Vamos? In the Vamos, uh, I the value in the race will be Queen Flyer. I think um, Siggy won't do the same as she did in the Bow Mistress, because you remember she gunned it outside and she sat outside. Dance to Dubai and made sure he got beat. That's pretty much what it looked like to me. Like, and uh, but no, she, like, she openly admits she made a blue. You know, she ride her more conservative, conservatively today. And uh, from that gate, from barrier eight, she should be able to find a spot. And I expect her to be probably a couple of pairs back from the lead. And uh, hopefully, and then let her whiz from the from the 600 and get into the race from there. Um, but Imbella was a terrific run mm. in, the, in the Bow Mistress. And mm. I spoke to Joe O'Neill, and Joe, Joe likes her a lot, and they were they believed it. Serene Stryker looked the winner at about the 150. Mm. Is yeah. she thereabouts? She's probably a couple of links off being... Yeah. And again, you know, 1,400 really? metres. Just, yeah. There's yeah. a few in that race today that I just think... The one that gets the a luck in the run will probably it's win. It's a great race. It's just, like it always is, it's mm. just the, 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 the mayor's races, the Bow Mistress and the Vamos, I think you could, um, on any card um, in Tasmania, that would fit as the best races that we can produce. Who are your best on your final day of working? My best, I uh, like Muscle Up in race five, and uh, I think uh, Muscle Up's a horse that's on the rise, he's won his last two, took him a while to, to work it out. But now he's found out what it's like to win and how to win. And I think he'll get better and better. So he's a three-year-old with a, a, a good future. And I think he's the, the value in the race. Um, so race five, number two. Race five, number two. Uh, and I think travelling gigolo at 9 or $10 is, and $3 a place is great. Great. It's an uh, omen final. Kick, yeah, exactly it? right. That's what the name of his book. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, Mumbo Jumbo is the band. That's just we can yeah. hear the gentle tones over there, and one of the cameramen from Sky from here is actually part of the band. Are you, given your history of musical histories, <laughs> going to play a role there today? The band back together, you think? Yeah. yeah There's so it. many possibilities about what might happen oh. with you today. Yeah, uh, mate, Colin McNiff fears that you might spend half the day with no pants on. Doing a Cole, you're a very proud race caller, as all race callers. Uh, tell me the truth. After you nailed the hell out of it in Hobart last week, did you go home and have a scotch and just say, you're a genius? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> you are a genius, McNiff. <laughs> Only because I don't drink scotch. So. <laughs> no. no. It is nice to, uh, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to think that that was okay. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Who's your best today? Uh, Lalo Pluck. In, in race six, race six, number, Lay, number Lay, ten, uh, fabulous run behind Rebel Factor here at Wait for Age last time. So race six, number ten, G could be a big day for the Bruntons. We'll have a chat to Scotty a little later as well. I'm going to say one thing, and I, I've never ever been given the opportunity, so I'm going to give it to myself today. But with God to Cole, beside us being good just friends. fix that little thing that's bumping into you. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty-eight years good? immediate. There you go. Oh, yep. oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll get it right next week. Um, but I work with Cole a long time and been close friends with him for a long time. And I regard him as him and Matty Hill. I reckon if, if Matty Hill, something happened to Matty Hill and he couldn't call for a year, they'd call on Colin and he would go over there and he'd fill the hole and no one would blink because he's one of the most expressive callers. And if you could be listening in a car and you know where your horse is. Yeah. And, and across all three codes all on a regular three, basis? But I'm talking Thoroughbridge in particular mm. because he has an empathy with them. And 
um, that's what I love about Cole's calling because you can close your eyes and you, you can he paints the pictures which I do words. half the time anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, well, if something happens, if somebody Matt, told me that, if, no, if, Matt, really? if Matt Hill disappears in the next week, we'll know that Colin <laughs> McNiff has knocked him off <laughs> to take well, his spot, or, or, or his agent who's now got a lot of free time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. Um, It'll be in the book. We'll work on that. <laughs> Cole, good calling today. Thank you. Uh, and Pete, um, well done on a, on yeah, a brilliant career. Um, Tasmanian Racing knows you a lot because you've sa- uh, shared the message and you've actually told the stories of uh, this great racing state for a long, long time very well indeed. Yeah. Well, thanks, Michael. But the industry has certainly been given great to me because it's given me a great life. And like everyone knows, that if you're fortunate enough to get up every morning to go to work and you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And that's true. And Tasmanian Racing in particular has given me the opportunity to do that. And I'm, I'll be forever grateful to the industry. I love the people. Um, and most of all, I love the animals. I just think that's, they are just such a brilliant beast. But I think we all should just have a great time today and make it a... I think this will be one of the best Launceston Cups of all yep. time. All the marquees are full, um, great racing, got great cars, got great riders over here. Froggy's back in town. Blake Shin's mm. here, and he's, uh, he begged Annabelle Neesham to ride that horse again, so he <laughs> wants, a, wants a chance to be... Uh, forgiven. Enjoy your retirement Pete. Uh, the travelling gigolo himself uh, signing off from duties uh, here in Tasmania. Have a great day. I'm going to wear number six when race eight comes up. <laughs> well done guys. Good uh, have a great Launceston Cup day. Uh, we'll take a quick break. More to come on the other side of this.